0: Welcome back to the Nightlife Podcast, Season 3, Episode 16. And today, I have the pleasure of going to the other side of the ocean. Um, no, I did not fly there. But um, I have a feeling, actually, when, when when you hear this person's accent, that you guys are going to feel like you're over there, too. So, um, without further ado, let me bring her in. Sam, how are you?
1: Hello, I am fine, thank you. How are you?
0: Good, good, good. Where are you at um, now, by the way? Sam Woodrow, By the way, I did not do a drum roll. Woodrow, I feel like nice I, I, I feel like I have to do uh, drum rolls when it's people like you. You know. <laughs> what is that? I mean, it's it's entertainment. So so you know, let's start with that.
1: My voice is entertainment in itself.
0: <laughs> let, let, let's start with that. Let's um. Well, first of all, where are you? Where are you right now?
1: Um, so currently, I'm in Spain.
0: Spain. Which part of Spain?
1: Uh, Andalusia,
0: Andalusia, nice, nice, yes. nice. And you yes, are so from? You
1: know it, it's near Malaga. Um, I'm just here looking after a house at the moment, but I am originally from the UK.
0: Right, yeah. I don't think uh, I, I don't think people were missing that part already.
1: They weren't missing that, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: I'm based in Watford in the UK, so very, very, ever so slightly just outside of London. But I think people from your side of the world think that Watford is
0: London. So
1: right.
0: let's just say London like- <laughs> There you go. There you go. I'm I'm sure it's probably a small town around the area and that you know, that is something I wanted to know. Is you come from a small town or, or a or is there a No, big it's quite a big town. Okay. Okay.
1: Yep. It's not originally where I grew up, but it's where I am based at the moment and have been for the last sort of four or five years when I'm not travelling.
0: <laughs> got it, got it. All right, so Tell me a little bit about your beginnings. Where where did you decide to get into what you do? Which um, Actually, tell people what you do, because uh, we haven't said that yet.
1: So, yeah, at the moment, I am a professional dancer, singer, actress. And what we call it over here is multi-skilled performer. And I, I hate that. I hate the fact that it's called that. It sounds really big headed, but basically what it means is on top of the singing, dancing, acting, you have other skills such as um fire breathing, silk mm-hmm. walking, um, aerial perhaps or anything more than one basically. Multi-skilled. It's telling hey, in the name. I just right. don't like it. So
0: what what, what 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 why don't you like the name? What is it about it that you I
1: don't think it, I just think it sounds pretentious. <laughs> True, I'm true, true. multi-skilled,
0: darling. Yeah, just <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it just right. It sounds pretentious,
1: they, but that's what we call it. There is no other name at the moment for it over here. I don't know if you guys call it something else. Maybe a specialist
0: there you artist, perhaps. Uh-huh. Yeah, multi-skilled star, could be
1: star.
0: multi-skilled could be taken the wrong way in our industry for sure. So, um, but you specialize in the industry, in the hospitality industry, and you know, yeah.
1: So, um, as well as being um, an artist myself, I actually have fallen into the role really of becoming an entertainment agency correct and um, so i now sort of accidentally
0: okay that's how
1: okay. it started anyway supply acts for events weddings events planners uh, all sorts of things parties clubs bars okay.
0: so yeah so going back a little bit um how, how did you get started? Where wh- When did you realize that this was something um, that you liked? And the performing were, were element you...
1: or the agency element?
0: Uh, no, the, the, the beginning, beginning and the performing the part.
1: beginning, beginning. Yes. Wow. We are going back to literally when I was two. Um, okay. I won't go into crazy detail because that's a long time <laughs> ago now. But um, <laughs> two years old, um, I just I wanted to dance don't know where it came from i just i wanted to dance i knew at that point that that's what i wanted to do and um, i trained from that age up until 18 just going to classes
0: okay. and then decided
1: i'm going to dance academy because okay. i want to do this professionally as a job
0: okay um, so, so did, did, the, did the nightclub part of it also come in as an accident or was that something that caught your eye
1: it did catch my eye, yes, but it wasn't the first thing that caught my eye, I have okay. to say. For some reason, I think when you're younger, cruise ships always sound like a like a really great thing, but I, I, I quickly grew out of that because I realised there are better avenues to go down. Cruise ships would have taken me out of everything for far too long. I'd have been out of the loop. Um, right. But yes, <laughs> uh, I moved to London when I was 18, which is when I went to trained professionally so that I could do this as a career and I right. soon realized that there was a big industry especially in London for dancers in nightclubs right I just thought it was great it That's- wasn't all I wanted to do because I never wanted to close any doors but I was always open to that and it just so happens it's what I've ended up doing mostly
0: got it got it were you working for another agency at the time or was it just yourself you know doing this and yes.
1: Um, I was working through a couple of agencies because none of them were sole agencies. Um, so one of which was called Royal Entertainment, shout out to Royal Entertainment in the UK, who sent me um, abroad on my first nightclub. Contract out of the UK, um, and that was performing in nightclubs every single night, but also up and performing at the nightclubs event that they have during the day with festivals on big stages, various artists, and right. I would dance on the stage with, with them.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So yeah, I that mean, was,
1: that was it. began it began through other agencies, and then I realized, I, I think I can do this without.
0: Right. With, without their I think help. I need yeah. With, without their help or without the artist on stage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not quite a pop star, but right. um, <laughs> Yeah, no, without the agency's help. I thought I I don't really need the middleman.
0: Correct. Correct. I, I didn't
1: feel that it was necessary. How,
0: uh, how old were you if I may ask when you took that small, you know, or big turn to making that decision? Um, 20 23 and I ask you for a reason. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that listen to this uh, show that are in the entertainment side of the industry. You know, a lot of dancers, uh, entertainers in general, a lot of, um, you know, mixed skills, <laughs> um, multi-skilled me- uh, people. Um, and and a lot are afraid to make it take, you know, maybe taking that, that uh, chance at some point or um, just get stuck with being only that you know the performer and i mean it, it's okay if that's what you want to do and if you don't want to take it any further that's there's nothing wrong with that if you're an artist and all you want to do is perform i mean although i do under i i know that you still do that part it's not like you stop performing okay. i mean that is yes. what gives you life i'm, I'm sure right
1: oh 100 percent. yeah um yeah, I, I, still perf- I still very much perform at the moment and I still love it, but I am very aware and I have been very aware even since I was in training, sort of before I did this professionally. I was very aware that this is not a long lived career.
0: Right, looks matter.
1: As you get older, your body right. starts to, to deteriorate. Just as you get older, right. I think after 30, things become more difficult. Correct. Um, I'm not. I'm not over 30 yet, but it just depends. It depends on your makeup as a person. But um, I was just very aware that I won't be doing this forever. I need to put something into place for when I can no longer do it.
0: Right. So I think that's a good tip for, for those people listening. I mean, I, w- I, I want to make sure that if you guys are in the entertainment side of it and you understand you're getting closer to that age or you're far from it, but you know you, you want to be do the, doing this for a long time. That age will come when you can no longer do it. And it applies to many other things. But when it comes to entertainment and our industry, hospitality, I mean, you have to, you know, it is, you know, unfortunately for some looks matter. Then there's also the part of, you know, can your body do this or not anymore? Yeah. Um, and the main reason why you should be considering the possibility of starting your own agency or, or business around this is because you want to pay the bills. I mean, it's not scalable if you're gonna do it yourself. You gotta be able to to provide you know that entertainment you know to others. But I think it's a great thing um, for you to build trust amongst those that work with you. The fact that you still do it, you know. Um, I mean, it's probably gonna be a little harder to manage when you're not doing it yourself. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking here. What do you mean? no just thinking that of the
1: fact, agency
0: right when you're managing the agency but you're not a performer anymore and and I don't know I, I just feel like that relationship with those performers is is, is even greater when they see you oh, as absolutely. as one but I but it could you know if you're building those relationships from now I guess I guess they would always see you as that performer you know yeah um I think but- they'll
1: they'll just be a transition period and it won't it won't be um an immediate one two three, and I'm now I'm an agent, and I'm not a dancer anymore, and I'm not performer anymore. Bang, and it won't be an instant. It will just be I'll gradually sort of hang up
0: right, the right, dancing
1: right. shoes until I feel that I what I have is good enough to step away from and just be behind the scenes.
0: Correct, correct. And I don't, I don't, I don't think that seems like it's coming too soon, is it? No, I hope not. <laughs> I'm go.
1: still I'm still a spring chicken in myself so
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> you know,
1: I don't am uh, I'm, I'm very happy to do both at the moment.
0: Got it. All right, so so first thing, you know, you fall in love with the, with dancing at two years old, which, you know, it's usually the way it starts <laughs> for for most yeah, uh, people that actually love it.
1: It is, isn't it?
0: Um, then you, you get into it, then you realize, then you see that there's an opening in the industry part and in the entertainment and the hospitality clubs and all that, especially in London. And then going, you know, a possibility of going international, or working at other, you know, locations. When do you... Okay, so when you decide to open and do your agency thing, when did you decide to take the agency, agency international?
1: When we... Well, when I went away on my first nightclub um, contract with another agency, when I got home, it was, it was then really, so probably when, still 23, 24, um, I'd already been away doing it I right. thought what 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 has this person sort of got that I haven't.
0: Right. Not not in
1: a not in a nasty way and <laughs> just in general. Right, um, but it's it is
0: a way of seeing things. You have to you yeah, I, I believe you have to. I just
1: thought she this this agency, yeah, great. She got me this job, but um I think I've got this as well. If she can do it, I can do it. And um
0: By that time, I'm sorry, by that time, (laughs) you already had your agency or or, or this is before you? is
1: this is just when I'm starting. This is how it happened. So I came back from that contract and I immediately started getting in touch with local venues, bars, um, events managers, like I've said before. And I just said, look, uh, this is what I do. And this was just for me at this point. This is what I do. I want to perform at your venue at your event do you are you interested in anything like this Very similar to what i did with you um and i got some bites and then this one venue called me in for an interview just to talk about what i could offer and they literally sat me down and said right so this is what we want we want some we want we want a freak show. Basically, we want we want circus. We want um, we want aerialists. We want fire breathers. We want dancers. What can you do? We want someone walking around yeah. in a big inflatable Pikachu, things like that. Right. And I was like, OK, I just had my notebook and I was very calm. Hmm. If you can ever class me as calm, because I'm quite elaborate.
0: Right, right. <laughs>
1: um, I was writing it all down, and then I said, yep, absolutely, I can do that for you. I do apologise.
0: It's all right. It's probably a Pikachu. Um, yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> wrote it all down. I said, I can do that for you, no problem. Um, I'll get back to you with prices and everything once I've totted it all up. Um, and I walked away. And I walked down the street and in my head was going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I've just said that I can do all of these things and right. I'm sure I can.
0: But at the time you had not done any of them.
1: I hadn't, no, never.
0: Right, right.
1: But I'm very just, yeah, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. And then I figure out how to do it. And that's when it started.
0: There you go. That, and it's, um, been, it's, been, it's been how long since, since that moment? Three years. Got it. Um, by the way, I'm not trying to add up your age here. I'm just <laughs> trying to do the math for the other part. Um, so, what is one of the hardest things when it comes to hiring entertainers?
1: What's one of the hardest things?
0: Yes. What 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 do you, what would you say that it's you know what makes this complicated for you? Because I understand, like if you're the one performing, it's all on you. You know what I mean. But but when it comes to it is your name, you know, Sam Woodrow International, for those of you guys that want to go find, you know, where she's at, but, um,
1: find me guys, social
0: media. Definitely. (laughs) Um, but, um, you know, when you hire somebody to do, for example, when they told you all those things and you had to get somebody who does the, the fire and maybe you didn't do it at the time. And, you know, somebody has to go be that Pikachu at that crazy show or whatever, the burlesque or, or, you know, how do you make those decisions? First of all, like how do you pick the right ones? And and second of all, how complicated is it to cuz you have to, I don't know. They're going it, to it's your name in the end. Doesn't matter yeah. who's the one performing.
1: No, it all, it will always fall back on me. Correct. As the agent, as the person that said that they could provide all of these things. Right. So, um because I was because I had been in the industry um professionally, since 2013 or 2012 whenever it was when i graduated um i had a huge contact list on my social media so on my facebook um and they were all majority performers singers dancers actors i had all of those people there so what i thought i would do to begin with is just put a casting call out on my facebook to see if i had anybody that could do all of these things. Right. And within 10 minutes, I had people applying to this job that I needed filling. And I was so excited. I was like, brilliant. Oh my gosh, I know this person. I know that person. Don't know this person. But then I had people I did know recommending other people and it all just came flooding in. And I thought, Oh, this is exciting. Um, so ever since then, I've pretty much ran my business from Facebook. I now have a huge database of people, and I have people that I have. Sorry.
0: Sorry. So, so it's really more of a a community of entertainers that you have there.
1: I yeah. Well, I have a community of entertainers, but then I also have my database, which is a solid database where I have my go-to, I choose, and I have all of their details. And it's on a thing called. um, It's on a software called Gigio. So shout out to Gigio as well, if anybody Mm -hmm. out there wants to use that for either finding jobs or getting databases together, because that actually took me a long time to find something that
0: really helped. Sorry?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's really, really helpful. Now I have a list of artists, a list of names, a list of what they do, and all of their details, and I just contract them, and it's all legit, it's all legal. And um, yeah, so I have my main base of people, but then if I ever get a request for something that I don't have and I'm looking through my list and I'm like, I don't have that, I'll always refer back to Facebook to find them.
0: What would be one of the craziest things that you have been asked to find that maybe took you back and you almost said no? (laughs) Do you know what? Hasn't happened?
1: Not really. What I find, <laughs> and I want to know your opinion on this as well, because you are in
0: the right.
1: nightlife industry. Um, what I really find is that with nightclub owners and events managers and, and whoever it is booking, they don't ever know what they want.
0: True. It's really,
1: it's really rare that they come to me and they know what they want.
0: So I'm going to tell when you where, just- that, where that comes from. Okay. That comes from a lot of the people that are in the industry are not creative, um, right. but they are given the task or they give themselves a the task when they're an owner to be the creative. So first thing, start with, okay, um, we have to start a new Thursday night party. Okay, let's do it. Um, what are we going to call it? Um, you know, they start looking uh- for <laughs> names of parties on Google. You know, and right. this thing comes out from the UK it, and it's a burlesque show or whatever. And they come up with that name and they go, let's do a burlesque thing. We have no idea what a burlesque even means. Right. And then we go on to, okay, so let's do a burlesque. And then they start seeing, like, oh, that looks like can-can dancers or, oh my God. No, no, it's not. Is it, is it, are they naked? Is it a strip club? No, it's not. It's okay. So they start trying to figure out to understand what the concept is without, and, and already doing a party without understanding what it is. So they look for performers and think that the performers entertainers or the agency that has them is going to provide them with ideas that are going to generate new concepts and new parties and that kind of yeah. thing. that's where the circus thing comes from i mean and and, and i, and I and you did mention that that london you know it is is good when it comes to all those like theme parties yeah, and whatnot—it's—it's it's crazy. The, the the kink that goes on over there is—it's copied yeah, in pizza. many other places. And that's the thing that over here people are a little, you know, a little more close-minded, I guess. Oh uh, op- really? You know, definitely less open-minded than 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 over there. Although many want to be European, but over here it's just—it's just different. Um, and maybe also uh, we have a lot of issues with with uh, disrespect. At some point, when when it comes yeah. to you know entertainers that are,
1: that's that's an issue here as well. Yeah, but um, there's always of course uh, when I when I yeah when I contract a for example um a nightclub owner or whoever it is that's booking through me, I have to make sure that there is security firmly in place. Correct. For right. any performer I have touching anything like that is just unacceptable.
0: Right. Definitely, definitely. but sometimes it's
1: difficult to avoid, which is a shame.
0: (laughs) Right, right. I mean, you have you know body paint. You have you know half naked or or naked completely. Whatever it may be that you guys end up you know doing, it is it is complicated when people there's alcohol involved. Um, Yeah, and and some may think that the reason that you the performer is looking into their eyes is not because you're performing. (laughs) <laughs> they actually believe exactly. that it's because of them. Um, yeah, I they, know. You know. <laughs> they take it
1: personally. They shouldn't. Ex- exactly. For you out there who take it personally don't. It's a show. <laughs>
0: it's 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 many years of acting lessons. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> there you go. So, what are the what are the the things that the services let's say that uh, that Sam Woodrow International offers nowadays?
1: So, Sam Woodrow International these days. Um, We've been doing majority cabarets and actual productions, so putting on shows um, as opposed to just having the one-off performer booked, which I still absolutely do. It's just recently, um, yeah, we've had a few shows um, get put together. So there was one called the Bodega Burlesque, which is a cabaret featuring many different artists. It's essentially a variety show. Got it. But burlesque is is sort of a very classy and tasteful striptease. There you go. So we, we've been doing a few of those shows recently, but within that you also have singers, you have can-can dancers, you have... Um, all sorts of wild and wacky things going on you have fire so it's very much a variety show but with a very 1920s old school feel so I've been doing a lot of those at the moment Um, and another thing I'm doing is big festivals like sort of big events in big nightclubs I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Electric Mm -hmm. Brixton so um, I've done I produced and was the creative director for a huge production there called Rave of Thrones. So right. Rave of Thrones is a rave which has been taken from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Hodor, the character Hodor. Right. Christian man in real life as a DJ. So it's his oh. event.
0: Oh, nice. So it's. Huge,
1: and it was put on at the Electric Brixton and I supplied all of the entertainment apart from the DJs for that particular night uh, do, so we had do you, giant have, do,
0: do you have him next to a big door and he's trying to hold <laughs> the door no is that part of the
1: show oh, no but <laughs> I tell you that, he is one of the hugest and I mean big biggest As people in size. I've ever yes. met in my entire life they had to put steps what did they, yeah, no, they had to raise the DJ box or booth or whatever it is, you guys want to call it, Right. higher, mm. so Sorry, that he could,
0: could reach.
1: he was so tall, so tall, wow. yeah, that was a huge event, so for that, we supplied fire performers, we supplied combat fighters, so we had fighting on stage choreographed, uh, we had a giant dragon, wow. an animatronic <laughs> dragon, and we had a Khaleesi, and... It Great. was just a night of absolute madness. So that's probably one of the biggest shows that nice. I've produced. Nice,
0: nice. Recently. Let, let me ask you a question. So if, if a club comes to you and they say the opposite of, I have no idea what to do and you tell me what it is that I want. And they bring a crazy idea. Is that something that you guys do too? Like bring it to life? Something that Yes, we'll, that's you know.
1: exactly what we do. That's what we did with the Rave of Thrones actually. They, that is one client who did very much know what they wanted. They knew they wanted a dragon, and they knew they wanted all of these crazy things. So I went out and found it all.
0: You um, found a dragon. That that sounds kind of crazy. You found, found a, a dragon. A few <laughs> I found okay. a few dragons. I found a few
1: dragons. Yeah, it was crazy. This was the winning dragon. Yeah, so that's essentially what I do. If they, go, if they come to me and say, I want this, I will bring it, whatever it is, I'll bring it to life. I'll go out and find it. I start immediately. Um, and I don't just find one of it i find as much of it as i possibly can and then i do a screening process myself before i present so i'm not just going to present everything right to the client right. uh, the club owner whatever you'd like to call right so you you, you you
0: you screen it for th- through first make sure that you know whatever doesn't you, yeah. know, apply, so you I, take apply i
1: out. choose like, my personal favorites and then the client whoever that might be has to They're booking through me at the end of the day, so I assume they are trusting me to be able to choose what I think is the best act for the job.
0: Right. So you'd be doing a casting director, you know, partner.
1: Absolutely. I cast and but I may maybe sometimes I just a lot of the time sorry. A lot of the time when the client will book just sort of two fire acts, for example, I -hmm. will just send two
0: Is sorry. that is that a real dog or is that an act? <laughs> that
1: is a real dog, <laughs> not an animatronic dog. <laughs> just,
0: so um, yeah, so Sam has three doggies around, running around. Actually, four, three. Sorry, guys, I've got
1: three dogs. Let me just go and let the, let her out the door. One
0: go right ahead.
1: Um, well, she's come back in now. Um, so okay. <laughs> Where was I?
0: Um, so you were trying to. Find a dog. No, just kidding. So you're talking about the fact that, yeah, you do the screening, you do the casting, you make yeah. sure that you get the right people, you don't send to the club the wrong ones, you know, and yeah. all that kind of so stuff. Yeah, so I will
1: do, yeah, if, if somebody books two fire performers through me and they tell me that they want two females and they want them to be glamorous, I will just, I will just send two because that's enough information for me. I will just send them. I don't feel the need to send the client loads of pictures of loads of girls Right. Unless they want to see them. And then of course I'll do that. Right, but for but, example. But you, do
0: that, you do that whole part so that the club doesn't have to go through that whole exactly, casting exactly.
1: process. Makes Sometimes sense. on the odd occasion, the client or the club.
0: Will say, uh, I want to see a hundred girls. That. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, so yeah. then I'll say, okay, great. Here's a hundred girls. Um right. Um, but yeah, so with the Rave of Thrones, um, I found all of these dragons that I thought would be appropriate. I did the screening process and then I sent the client my top three and they chose. And awesome. that was how it worked then. But it's, it's always very different depending on who you deal with.
0: Right, right. So um, let me ask you another question because it is something that, um, that uh, I guess uh, it doesn't... Well, it concerns me a little bit due to the fact that I do want to talk to you about... Actual work over here in the U.S. Um, for a big production that we're planning, but before we get into that, <laughs> which we'll not, we, we will do after the the, the show. But but um, the idea, I mean, what, the concern is how do you control expenses when you when you're doing this internationally when you're trying, you know, because I mean, let's say some a client comes to you from the U.S. Let's say and they say, I am looking to do a production that does this and that. You know, I want Khaleesi on a on a dragon and Odor holding the, you know, being the doorman that day. Whatever it may be that they decide that they wanna do that crazy stuff, whatever. Um, and you create that whole concept, that, that whole, you know, the find the dragon, find all this stuff. Then you give them the price and they go, ah, it's outside of my budget. It's, you know, yeah. yeah, how am I gonna fly Odor to the US? And all those, all those things that come into play. Um, you know the performers have to make money the agency has to make money uh, you know yeah. so there are middle people all that all that kind of stuff and then they say you know what i already heard her ideas let me try to figure how to get those people myself i'm sure it's happened so um
1: yeah definitely it does it's one of the hardest things trying to keep thing certain aspects of this job under wraps so that you don't have people stealing from you essentially (laughs) it is it it is i mean the thing is that
0: that some people don't see it as 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 if they were doing that i mean i i 100 agree with you it's it is stealing it it you know uh, it's grabbing your brain and taking everything out of there whatever but it's and the reason that people think it's expensive is because you do it in a day or two maybe whatever it may be that you take the time that you take to do something or to put something together but what they don't understand that is that it took you all those years going through that facebook you know group and creating that community and building that business and dancing all those years and actually building that you know brand behind you and and the trust and all that kind of stuff so that you can actually put all those things together and for you yeah. performing to understand what works and what doesn't work so do that's not that's one of the steal. biggest
1: things not yeah. just anybody will be able to uh, correctly advise the club as to what is going to look good
0: right and put
1: it off right if you see what yeah. i mean yes. Um, yes. anyone can go and find some people to go and do some skills for somebody but to actually make it into more of a production into more of a to give it more of a wow factor there are steps that needs to be taken to be able to present something beautifully
0: correct it doesn't just happen yeah so 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 back to the original question how do you control cost what it, like i mean and i don't want to you know kind of take away from what your business is in general but um what is you know um like the main the main thing that you have to do in order to be able to control that part that it doesn't get too crazy or or whatever i mean I, i'm just trying to figure this out for those people that are Planning on building their agencies and, and you know, and getting out of becoming um, just a performer, maybe having 10, 15, 20 more years of, of business um, their way. you know
1: Yeah, so controlling costs, especially overseas, uh, when, when sending people overseas or when obtaining <laughs> um, nightclubs or venues overseas, it's always an idea to reach out to talent. In those locations, Correct. Um, I have I have a fair I have a lot of talent actually that are based in the US. Got it. But the US sure. is a big place, <laughs> so got that's it. not yeah. always going to be that beneficial. Just depending on where they are, they are exactly.
0: I got it. I got it. So it's it's kind of the same thing when it comes to my business. I I, I get a lot of calls uh, from people that want help in in the marketing aspect of their business or promoting a specific night in other clubs. Um, in in different cities, different countries, and a lot of pe- uh, other people don't understand how we get to do that. If we're not even there, we don't have clientele over there or a following, etc. Um, yeah. But, but the first step that I take is that I find locals that do this part, the promotion, and and you know I do my homework on the venue and all that kind of. stuff. So yeah. yeah so I, if if you have to, if you're gonna do some something at another place, make sure you go with the local people. Um, hopefully, they will be as good as the ones that you have um, over there. Um, I mean, I, there, there's something about the performances that you have um, in the UK and, and international in your company that it's just it's just a little different from here. I, I, I think it's just um, you guys think outside the box a little more. In the U.S., it's, it's a bit stuck in the, in the whole um, dancing, yeah. drummer um you know trumpet uh kind of saxophone before the bar- that kind of thing it, okay. it you know and uh yes you have a few fire performers th- or i mean i'm not saying that there's no performers it's just in the nightlife industry it it's kind not of, a huge thing it's not a huge thing even though it should be i i i believe i mean one of the reasons that the actual like nightclubs nightclubs are slowing down because um, there's a certain growth here in venues that are more like a restaurant that become a party afterwards and that kind of thing. Um, okay. br- brunches are huge over here now also. Um, so people are partying during the day. But the actual nightclubs, nightclubs, the ones that are only, you know, you come in at midnight or 1 a.m., get a table, leave at 4.30, yeah. 5 in the morning. That kind of um, energy ha- it has been going down. Um they so need guess, something
1: crazy to come in and bring it back up
0: exactly they need a reason they need a reason and 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 yeah. and people usually go for like okay i'll get an artist and i'll bring a performance from that artist a famous person whatever in the end you end up working for them because they they end up costing as much as you make so it's not yeah. really a, a good thing it's more for the name than a business uh, per se so so i do believe that um uh, people in the industry need to focus on their entertainment a lot more actually um actually my book in in my book chapter eight of the book is uh it's 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 all about the show that's what it's called and it is and and it's it is what it is and and the show meaning not just what you have on stage not just the dj it's the whole show from the moment people arrive to to yeah. put the last thing they see when they leave, they should um,
1: walk in and see something completely out of the ordinary, completely as their first as their first sight.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: Um, we have we have clubs in London, in particular, even in Manchester, England, and in Brighton, where it's just completely immersive the entire time right. you're there, and you don't even notice really who the DJ is, you don't notice these big names and things like that because you're not going there for that. You're going right. for the entire immersive experience where throughout the entire evening, there's something weird happening everywhere you look and it's just amazing. Right. It or is. something glamorous or something like wacky, whatever it is the the nightclub particularly wants to portray.
0: People will remember that more than anything else. You know, that, yeah. that is what it is. Um, all right, so... so we told people a little bit, you know. We gave some tips to people uh, in the industry that that hire performance like don't steal ideas, you know, and, and definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely go all yeah. out, do a little better production, and on on all that kind of thing. Um, what is the one thing that you would tell before we go to all those performers that are out there, that are doing this, that they're entertaining, um, and they want to grow and they want to grow and they they. They might be, you know, maybe let's say they're 26, 27, they're getting scared of what's coming around the corner um, and what's next and what they can do to make it better. I
1: think if you're getting a little bit nervous as to what the next thing is that you're going to be doing, learn something from either this podcast, for example, or something something completely different, or if, or if you really want to stay within your industry, learn something that isn't age-limited. Something like a new, a new act, maybe magic, maybe an instrument, or, or teach. Teaching was never something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's why I've okay. gone down the agency avenue. Teaching wasn't for me, but there is, there are many other avenues within this industry that right. you can go right. down and and you should and and I urge you to to start looking into it now. Yeah. So you're not when you hit that point, you're not lost.
0: Right. You know what? You touched on a, on a big point there, um, and I'm gonna definitely leave with that. I never thought I would be ever in my life in a million years teaching anything whatsoever. Um, nevertheless, thought of the possibility of being able to teach um, so many online around the world. And even less, I thought of the fact that teaching what I love and what I've been doing my whole life was a possibility. The fact that i'm able to do that right now it just fills me up it doesn't it, yeah. it, it's not really about the money is it's it's even greater than that and and honestly that is one of those true you know realizations that when you are doing what you love the money just comes you know it, it is what it is yeah. um it works out um so definitely guys it'll work out you figure out if you're not about teaching you don't have to but it's something you could do um definitely learning something new there's always so many things you can learn and thinking of something that's long term for sure um, I know you did not mention that one thing which is going the agency way because you don't want competition but that's another <laughs> way out, um, <laughs> another way out. <laughs> and and as a matter of fact one thing that I believe is possible too let's say somebody's in the US and they want to grow but they don't know how to start maybe they put some people together and they get a hold of someone like you and say you know what can i help you out here in the u.s getting some bookings and getting all this stuff going on and whatever you know that is also you know um the more the merrier people you know uh, joining forces is definitely always a good idea yeah
1: talk to people meet people learn from other people when i say i wasn't into teaching i i I really did just mean i'm not into teaching my skill set like dancing and things like that i've never been interested but i love teaching from experience I love teaching by speaking to True. people and just giving yeah. advice. And honestly, it is, it is
0: that's really the, the the main thing they need. The the you know where they're gonna take the most from is that part teaching that the experience and the good and the bad letting them know about the mistakes and what they gotta stay away from and all that kind of stuff. Um, Sam, thank you so much. Uh, what where can people find you? Make sure that we give them all that.
1: You can find me on Instagram um, is where you'll see most of my content. So that would be at Sam Woodrow uh, INT. So obviously short for international at Sam Woodrow INT or Facebook, just Sam Woodrow International
0: in full. All right, there you go. (laughs) Guys, uh, one more time. I want to thank all of you for being here today. Um, I please do not forget to get my book. I don't have it with me today. I have no idea where I left that last copy I had on me. Um, But yes, get (laughs) the book on Amazon. Make sure if you guys are all about learning and please allow me to teach you. I'm going to leave all those uh, links under here. But um, let me help you out. And I hope you guys have a great week. Sam, thank you again. And I will see you guys next week on the next episode. Hey, bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye.